For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right. Talk Recorded live. And hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Fed Talk Radio. This is Dylan Erickson here live with none other than P.T. Merciless. How you doing, Pete? Pete is good. Pete is good? Good to hear. I'm doing mm-hmm. all right. I'm doing all right. Yeah? Yeah. Um, you're a uh, college boy now, correct? That's right, yeah. Yeah, how's that going? Oh, it's it's going pretty well. I mean... I, I find it really easy, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. But anything would be better than high school. I hated high school. It was awful. I have not too many fond memories myself. No? No? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've not uh, looked back in 20 years' time and said, I miss that. I don't miss that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Wasn't it just great? Eh. No, no, not really. Yeah. So I guess I, I miss to... I miss exercising my brain, but other than that, you know. Yeah. Well, I'm still doing that, so not really much to be missing. Yeah, but it's your first year, so I mean, where are you it's... where are you going to school anyway? Uh, I'm at the university in uh, Sudbury, Laurentian. Sudbury, yeah. Yeah. Oh. But it's a 15 minute drive or 45 minute bus ride if you take public transit. So, Which, that's what you do, or do you drive? I, I have to, yeah. I don't have a car or anything. Uh, one of those newfangled things all the kids are using these days. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's that's okay. cool, man. Yeah. Well, what, have you, uh, what have you been up to there, Pete? Oh, you know, it's the same old, same old. Just working Any, uh, and... Uh, yeah. Any new re- restaurant projects? No, no, I'm still in the same place I've been in for a couple of years now. Yeah? Is it um, is that the one across from the prison, or is that another one? That's another one. <laughs> that's another one? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the same owners, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I'm just thinking of, uh, you know, looking to get out of there by spring, hopefully, and move to somewhere else. I'm ready to okay. make a move and... Get out else. of this area. Yeah. Ah. Uh, oh, well. But sooner or later. So, uh, what uh, have you been up to in the world of uh, e-setting recently? I don't know. What have you been up to? Anything? You've Nothing. been pretty much... Yeah. You're not yeah. even really in that anymore, are you? <laughs> well, I know showed a couple NGW events, and then um, Elizabeth Devereaux took over and fired me, so that, that was a long time coming. Um the ICW reunion show was a smashing success, you know, had it actually ended up happening. Um, and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that ICW thing, I don't know. I just, it's hard to get on board with that at the time. Yeah. I mean, 
it seemed like every time it was just hard to get on board with it because, I mean, RSW came out at the same time as you were trying to get that happening again. And I don't know. Yeah. It was just hard to find the time and everything like that. And, yeah, I'm I'm not really that all that passionate about the game anymore, so. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's where I've been, too. I mean, I've been losing it a lot, i got to be honest. <laughs> uh, yeah, my rather unceremonious retirement, it's been going pretty well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> I'm still lingering around there, but it's so hard to think of anything to write anymore, and just, I, I don't know, I'm just kind of, like, burned out, I think. Yeah? What fed yeah. you in? Trying to, well, I just joined uh, that new one. Some guy opened a new one. Okay. It seems like a level-headed fellow. It's called No Limit Wrestling. Okay. It's uh, based in Vegas. It's another one of those. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people do Vegas for some reason, but yeah, great graphics. And the guy seems really. I mean, it seems like a smart guy. And, um, okay. I think yeah. it'll go. Yeah, so I put in a brand new character there. I'm like, yeah, I need yeah, to Yeah, I saw you changed your uh, username. What's going on there? I've been thinking of doing that for a while. You know, the forgotten to, now. I friggin' reinvent, you know, shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just, like, I'm tired of this. I need a change. I'm like, if I'm going to keep doing this at all, I need a change. PT Merciless is legendary. Yeah, but start new with uh, start new with new characters, you know. Just like the last, I don't know. I brought Darwin Knight into the RSW, of course. Like most places, she didn't go over there. <laughs> and uh, and you know, and like, well, PT, you know, I've been like feuding with Rob Riot forever with PT, which has been really great. But and we had a couple of matches, you know, the first couple of events of. Uh, RSW and shit, and that were really, really good friggin' matches. You know, he wrote them awesome and everything. Okay. And, uh, but then, you know, like, Rob basically took me and did, like, a fucking Mark Henry slam <laughs> off of the top <laughs> of the Jumbotron. Oh, did he really? And, uh, yeah. And this is after, like, the previous event, I got, like, burned half to death. <laughs> um, so I'm okay. like at the point where I'm like okay realistically this character can't come back for a while and I'm like I don't know what to do when he does come back anymore I'm like well I gotta keep fighting Rob I don't have anything else going on with him and now yeah. Rob is busy running the Fed he's busy being the Fed head and he's got all that going so he's not really you know I don't want to keep asking him to can you role play for me you know <laughs> like the guy should be able to take a break from role playing in the Fed and just run the thing he's got to write the shows that's bad enough so yeah. You know, I'm just kind of like, uh, I just took, you know, took him out, and I'm like, I'll possibly be back with him down the line, you know. Yeah, you know, I haven't had the... I feel like, yeah. I honestly haven't had the itch to write in a long time, so. Yeah, it's... I'm enjoying it's hard, it. you know. It's, I'm not... I need to, like, watch some movies or read some books or do something to, like, inspire myself. Exactly. Because I'm yeah. really just... I'm thoroughly uninspired. <laughs> these days. I really am. I don't know what to fucking write. I'm just like, eh, maybe this brand new character that I threw in this brand new fed will do something for me. And then I'm supposed to go over to Rage Wrestling, too. I told Jaguar I'd finally join over there. Uh, but again, I, I'm thinking of, yeah, you know, what I want to, what I want to do there. Because I, you know, I don't uh, join this PC <laughs> Merciless. 
Yeah, I, I have no yeah. idea why Darla isn't world champion and never said she's in, though. She's such a sweet, wholesome lady. I mean, I don't know why she's not so over with Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't get over it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just like it's a G, it's a, it's, we got a G-rated or, you know, at best PG-rated, you know, uh, uh, group of people on that site, and that's just followers to it, you know, so it's... Oh, I remember... People don't, people don't get it. I got. Yeah. When Darla made her long-anticipated ICW debut. That was interesting. Yeah. I also find with Darla Knight that I don't really feel like writing wrestling with her at all. I like to just write the shit that I write with her, and I don't really like to, you know, be bothered with the wrestling and trying to yeah, tie her into wrestling. Sound, she doesn't sound like a wrestler. She sounds like, um, uh, I don't know, something else. <laughs> Well, she works well in uh, back in like NWW because like everybody's a dark character in NWW, so you know she worked there. Mm-hmm. But most places, nah, not so much. Yeah, ICW is more the land of the evil heels like PT Merciless, and then the babyface heroes to save the day like Jaguar and Dom. So yeah, yeah, well and there. RSW, I don't really know what the hell that is there. Yeah, both the dark a lot of talented had people, ICW but... would have been Abaddon, really. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I think the ICW reunion, though. I mean, honestly, like even Jaguar was saying, like my last hurrah, and it's against Sam Joseph. <laughs> like, <laughs> I tried, like Doctor Dylan. Though, like I know, I thought it should just. Joseph he agreed said, with me. He said the Jaguar, same thing as me. Jaguar said that would be cool. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't even remember him having that major of a thing with Sam Joseph, do you? Uh, I don't know. I should have had him fight you. It would be like swatting a fly with a Buick anyway. I don't know. <laughs> Come on. Sam Joseph's pretty good at what he does. I thought it was like he said the same thing that I was saying. It should have just been like one big battle royal. Just a fucking battle royal between all of us, and you should have done oh. it that way. Here we go. Okay, let's get over that and move on. Um, <laughs> well, it's, uh, sure, sure as hell would have saved on the writing work too. You know, when it came to doing the event, <laughs> like, you know, we could have like I could have taken half the match, you could have taken half the match. And All right, you know. I can. Okay, <laughs> good idea. Hey, okay, maybe down the line if we you know get the urge and hey, let's do it, we'll do it. But yeah, for now, for now, probably. This not. has been like the last year or so around here is what I call the age of laziness. Because he said age. we're not, we're not really, you know, like I'm not, I don't mean like most, a lot of the people on the site know, but for me and like you and, you know, some of us old schooler type guys, we're just, mm-hmm. you know, we're pretty, it's hard for us to find that motivation anymore. It is. Yeah. You know, if we're honest about it, it's, it's hard to find it. You yeah. know, it's, I don't. Sitting down, like, oh, well, I can either spend the next three or four hours writing for this event, this Fed I joined, or I can do other shit that is a lot easier and I just more feel more like eat ice cream or do something else enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, and it's it's probably cost me a title or two doing that too, like in Wrestle Wars, Dave's Wrestle. I keep joining Dave's Wrestle Wars, but I I never show up. I wish ROW would have started up again. I really had something going there in my mind. I was really pumped up to be in that set, and then it just closed and never reopened. ROW? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was 
Joe. It's been quite a while. Yeah. Since that's been gone. Oh, I wish it could have came back at some point. Yeah, you know, I think it could do. I think it could have. I mean, it's him and, uh, what's his face there, Vondrady really wanted to and said, hey, we're doing this, we're into it, and if anybody wants to jump on board, you know, I might have jumped back in there. Yeah, I would have had a lot of fun with it. But it What's, just... Uh, it, what role did P.T. Merciless play again? I can't remember. Oh, I was only in there very briefly. I was basically trying to... Uh, I was like uh, top eight or something like that. For You know how John McCain is the president? Yep, yep. In the whole thing, I was like, he's gonna be like his top eight, and I wanted to eventually get it so that like I fucking killed him and took over or some <laughs> shit. And yeah, he eventually appointed you kill the vice president. He appoints you vice president, and then you kill him or something. Yeah, that's what I was looking forward to kind of doing there. Yeah, my goal of the place. whole thing was to uh, run back to Canada and become prime minister and uh, involve Canada in the war somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, it been fun, you know. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, it, it was a fun, it was a fun idea. And and it would work too because this is an election year in Canada, so it would have worked out. There you go. Yeah. 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 But hey, hey. shit happened and whatever. The Moonchild, bring it back. So much activity, you wouldn't believe. Or someone else, bring it back. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's a difficult question, though. It really is. Um, feds bringing feds back. Mm-hmm. I've I mean, never seen a fed really come back that did well, that didn't end up just closing again for lack of interest and things. One thing it seems to be like the the general attitude is like if it's new, it's really awesome, and people jump in and oh yeah 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 you know. But if it's an old thing coming back, unless it's a really well established Fed, nobody. Really it's, unless it's really well established and you know hasn't like the, in the case of NGW, you know it was closed all like a week, <laughs> you know or two yeah. before it came but back. So if, really it, if, if that had waited a month, if it had been like a month, they probably wouldn't have gotten half the people to go back that they did. I think they would have. Maybe maybe not. I don't know. It just would have been a different crop of people. Possibly, possibly. I, I could but see NGW coming back. Yeah, for the most part, though, a lot of feds that try to come back, they never really, unless they have a core group of people that are like, yeah, it's coming back, like NEW's coming back, so you know that all those people are going there. Yeah. You know, that's what it takes, that's what it takes to really uh, to do it, you know, but just to try to do something that, well, you know, it's, Fed was moderately successful before. I'm going to try to bring it back and shit. If you do it at the wrong time or when everybody's like squeezed into like one or two other feds, and that's been the case on this site for a long time. Everybody's I, I could squeezed into. Say, though, a, uh, if you wanted to do a reboot uh, in ROW style fed, you could do it where PT Merciless, you, you know, scrap the original ROW story and bring it back to where someone else wins the presidency in 2012. And does that like maybe you could win or something, and then go that way? So we're not necessarily having to restart and look at the whole history. We could just start again with something new. I mean that works with reboots and stuff. It's hard to pick up where you left off. It it, it is. It's hard to pick up. It really is. You know, it's just so. It's hard for people to remember, and a lot of the people that were in the Fed aren't there anymore. Mm-hmm. 
you know, then it's me, you know, good luck. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I tried to, uh, recently I started, I, said, I told Polly for a couple of months ago, he wanted to start the island again. I was like, eh. And now I'm the one that's like, yeah, let's do it again. I'm like, I'm fucking <laughs> bored shitless here. Let's, I got to do something. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it's like a couple of people joined, jumped in, and that were there before, and, you know, like, I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> something's going to happen there or isn't. I don't know. But it was always dead there. It was always fucking dead. I don't know why. But, because uh, people yeah. love Polly. I don't know. But, but so... I don't know how long that's going to last either. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll see. Maybe it'll, uh, maybe it will outlive, you know, any uh, all those ICW reunions or whatever. Yeah, I mean, well, not this place, no. No? I don't think so, really. Uh-huh. Just not enough interest. There's not enough people on the site that have any interest in joining a comedy fed. It's yeah. just based purely on comedy and wanted just people to just say, hey, yes, I want to do some funny writing and comedy writing. Nobody nobody really seems interested in that on the site anymore. Yeah. Um, I mean, they were, there was enough people in, in, interested in it when Claw was there. And even Claw never had a big roster, you know. Even there, we never had that big of a, you know, maybe like 14 people. It was just a really tight-knit group. It was like, tight-knit. It was a small but loyal fan following of the place, yeah. you know. Like MCW back in the day. Yeah, and I felt a lot of people really lost out when, by not jumping in there because it was really fun, you know. I can't write but, comedy worth a crap, so I never jumped in. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a lot of the probably a lot of the reasons for they're used to just doing their what they do. You know? Very intimidating to try and be funny, I find, because you don't want to go too far, but you don't want to not go far enough. So that... Well, I don't know. If you look yeah. at the stuff like Polly writes, you know, he's got some shit that's way out there. <laughs> <laughs> like, way out there. So Some of his shit I can't even understand. I'm like, you're so far out there, dude. I, I don't even really get this role play sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I just get, like, the political correctness and stuff, like, with so many different people on the site, I just feel like that would come into it somehow and that would be a problem. Mm, yeah, I guess. Like, like Darla Knight? Yeah. I don't know if it's political correctness as much as it is just... I don't know. It's not really... Like I said, it's a very G-rated sort of crowd, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I just like edgy shit. I've always... When it comes to entertainment, you know, like I'm a horror action, you know, adventure kind of person. That's what I like out of my entertainment, whether it's a TV show, you know, I love The Walking Dead. I love, you know, shows like that. And movies, it's the same thing. I don't have much use for anything else. I really don't. I'm really very guy-like when it comes to my taste in these kind of things. So... I love characters that when I read role plays that, that they're writing that kind of stuff. Like in GCW, that's like everybody was doing that kind of stuff. Everybody was doing crime stuff and mystery, crime mystery, you know, shit like that. And I was just fucking like, this is great writing. I, I, I'm, I'm entertained and into all of this that's going on in this place. But Where was that, ICW? 
GCW. Oh, GCW. Yeah, I, I couldn't hear you there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I just feel like I've, I've gotten bored with the whole wrestling part of things. I just like to write stuff, something interesting, something new. Yeah, I think that's a lot of my problem, too, is I'm really just, it's so hard to hang on to the wrestling. Not, not always. I do kind of like, you know, adding it in and put stuff. But And when you're feuding with someone, when it makes sense. But if you're, you know, like um, the ROW Civil War, and then every week you're getting together and having wrestling matches, that doesn't make any sense. Right. Like, well, I mean, the way he had it constructed, the storyline and everything, it, it did make sense. It's like... It's almost like a futuristic, you know, gladiatorial thing. Like wrestling has become the number one thing across the land, and this is what everybody watches, (laughs) this barbaric shit to, you know. I was like the running man or something like that, you know, that kind of thing. I could get where he was going. Okay. I don't know what the running man is, but... Oh, yeah. Well, remember that Schwarzenegger movie? It was based on a Stephen King story. No. Where it's just basically the whole world is watches this game show every week, and it's a game show where they basically chase down criminals and kill them and stuff, you know. What like the Hunger Games? It's a post, it, yeah, it's a post-apocalyptic <laughs> population and shit, you know. And I guess that would be more your speed of understanding Hunger yeah. Games. I'm I'm only 18, Pete. Like, come on. <laughs> we can tell you to watch a few classic movies though. Now, movies older than I am, isn't it? Well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thought so. How the hell a lot older, though? 1987? No. I don't oh, know. yeah. Nine now? or ten years older, yeah. <laughs> well, that's not bad. <laughs> like, when I was a kid, I watched movies from the, you know, the decade before I was born. They were still relevant enough. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I've watched some older stuff. It's all right. But but that was my basic point was about ROWs. Yeah, and then but so it worked. And, you know. It doesn't make any sense with the the Great War. Everyone's ripping apart Columbus, and then every week we're flying to Florida or California or something and wrestling for three hours. <laughs> yeah, but again, but, it's like it's just the way it was done. Is that like a lot of uh, political shit gets decided through these matches? You know. Exactly. And so stuff like that, work. because it's become such a part of the socio-political fucking culture and shit, you know? Mm-hmm. It raised it to that point, and I think Chaos Destiny pretty much treats it the same thing. Yeah. So, that's cool. Yeah, I now that I'm thinking about it, some kind of thing where P.T. Merciless becomes president, that would be really intriguing, I think. <laughs> Imagine. Oh, man. Imagine you don't know how much it sucked when fucking Jack left again and Steampunk City just kind of... Oh, yeah. Like... Went under. Because we were doing... What was going on with that? I mean, I never... We were really, doing such great shit. I never paid much attention to the Fed. I just... I never heard a bad thing about it, though. Oh, it was awesome. It was awesome. It was truly a writer's place. It had nothing to do with wrestling. We were just writing some great stories. Bernie was there. It was like me, Jack, and Bernie, basically. Yeah. A few other people jumped in. But we were basically the ones guiding the stories and where they were going and everything like that. And we all mm. created, you know, a bunch of non-player characters and everything. It was just this this whole world all its own. I, I that's the most fun I've had, you know, in a long time in this game. Probably mm. since like Claw. It was fucking yeah. great. 
and then he just disappeared, like literally just stopped logging in one day. Yeah. I tried bringing it back. I took over the Fed. I had LAL transfer me the ownership, gave him my Fed. I said, I want to do this again because mm-hmm. this was too too good of a thing to let go, and Bernie came back and everything. But without Jack, it was just like just the heart and soul. Back. Yeah, it wasn't there. So. Mm-hmm. Which sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I still have it. It's still there. And if he ever comes back, you know, and I'm sure he'll understand why I took the thing. And I'll just be like, hey, <laughs> you want to do this again? Because this was yeah. pretty cool. Well, oh, Bernie isn't on the site was anymore. It, was it Jack who was in the military at, uh, at some point? I don't remember. Because if I think it was, he, was. he might have been called or something. No, it wasn't that. He was. He hasn't been in the fucking military. He's a, it, the last thing he said before he disappeared was that he was having some legal problems. Like, he owned his own business. Oh, and he was okay. being and he was being sued. Somebody was suing him for some reason, and this was a couple of days before he just stopped logging in, mm-hmm. and never came back. I figured like maybe in a few weeks he'd come back and say, "Yeah, I've been through some crap," and you know, like, nope, he just never came back. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that sucked, ass man. Too bad when that happens in this game. You really get into something, and then it's just all of a sudden just get pulled right off from under you. Oh, I hate that shit. Yeah, but I mean, I I, I just think that I've not not outgrown the wrestling. I'm just you know not really interested in the wrestling component anymore as much as I am in the writing, developing <laughs> component. Because I would devote a few hours of my time every week to something that I was engaged in, something that I could build. You know, not something like cutting promos or something. That just bores the crap out of me. I don't know how people do it for 15 years. Yeah, I hear you. I think, I really, I kind of wished at the time, instead of NGW, you had joined up in GCW. Because we were just, you know, doing some great writing there. That that allowed for a lot of creativity and a lot of, uh, you know, getting away from the wrestling, not getting, you know, it was still relevant to everybody's role plays and stuff. We're all still wrestlers and we got these matches coming up and everything, but mm-hmm. people were doing some good stories, you know. Yeah. Whereas NGW, I think, has always kind of traditionally remained about the wrestling, I guess, more yeah. so. I can You know, more of... Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... Yeah, but it did close a couple times. I mean, the owner there, Malone, great guy, but you know, he just had a bitch of a time uh, keeping that going. And then after Cross left, and he was the other co-owner, and then the second yeah. outing, it, he wasn't there anymore. It was just Malone trying to do it. And is it still? Uh, it's closed now, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's closed. That's why Rob Riot and Cardone opened up that Fed. Okay. The Riot Star Wrestling. Okay, that one. Which everybody is in now. <laughs> yeah, I don't particularly keep track of what's going on on the site anymore. I, I, I know that last time I really looked at things, I think Riot Star Wrestling just opened, and NGW was still the number one fed. Is... Well, I mean, the whole number one fed thing doesn't really have any relevance anymore because LAL hasn't updated the fed list in forever. So oh, there's know. like 15 feds there that are inactive that are still sitting on the front the, on the fed page, mm-hmm. um, and you know he hasn't he hasn't doing anything with the site. I mean he's just basically stopped. And 
yeah. updating or or you know ranking or anything, and uh, it's really made the site kind of suck. It has because it's like, goddamn, it's boring enough around here, but there's nothing going on in the updates or anything. Nothing's happening. There's no new features. No old features coming back. There's nothing going on. It's literally just like it's GFED now. It's just we're coming in. We're gonna just do our thing. Feds are going to run, you know, that are there and role play and blah, 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 and publish shows and that's it. Nothing else is going mm-hmm. on anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's where it is. So. Yeah. But what can but, you do? Yeah, I just wish that LAO would get someone on the site who's willing to to update things. Well, I, I think the, there's a couple people that have said, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like you people know. have volunteered, he just won't, you know, give them the reins or anything. Yeah. Bastard. There's there's a guy that could probably be willing to, you know, do some stuff. I think he was willing to do the Fed list, you know, keep that updated at least and everything, but nope. Yeah, Nothing. I don't get it. Yeah. But. So, I just... He's just not interested in it anymore. That's all there is to it, you know. So. Yeah, it it sucks. It kind of does. Yeah. I think he's even <laughs> like he he he's kind of put it up for sale even, you know. Like he he quoted a price to Jaguar. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. He's not letting it go for very much either. I I thought you know that thousand dollars probably or something. No, it's like a few hundred bucks he wants. I'm like. Yeah. Okay. I'd guess off the top of my head, what, 400 bucks? That sounds mm. reasonable to me, I suppose. Yeah, that's about what he wants, 350 400 something like that. Okay. So, would yeah. Jaguar might get it? I don't think he's going to. I don't think he's uh, interested, but, you know, he did, he did give him a price. The Jaguar started up his own, uh, uh, it's called FedHub. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. It's I don't think I've visited yet. Some wrestling news, and uh, and he's going to have some cool features to it. He says where feds are going to, fed heads are going to be able to come in, post their news. Okay. Um, challenges will be able to be made between people from different federations. So, like, somebody on this site and some fed on this site could take on somebody in, you know, Rage Wrestling or something, some other fed. Okay, so that has potential. Yeah, he's put a lot of work into it, and he's you know been all excited about it and everything. And uh, and it's a way for him to you know kind of hone his skills in web design because he is he is getting into that. Well, it's what he does for a living. <laughs> so, yeah, I wonder I mean, how his I, uh, music career has been doing. Those skills are already honed. Um, he's he joined he just joined the band uh, Hollywood or something. Okay. He's already living in Hollywood now. He just joined the band there. He's so yeah, he's got a new band going on, and I saw the their website and everything. So yeah, he, the guy's doing well. Okay, that's yeah. good to hear. So a little too busy to be role playing in ICW then. Well, no, I think he if he'd have been more interested, he would have done it because he does role play in that Rage Wrestling. He's got a character there, and he okay. he's still very much an active guy in this game. He okay. just isn't on this site anymore. <laughs> yeah, he's just he's moved on in a sense. Yeah, and Tar Heel, you know, he's over there too in that rage thing. He's pretty exclusive to there. He's not okay. really on this site anymore either. So. Uh, 
And, uh, you know, they wanted me to join, and I, the guy that owns it or whatever, Legion, I said, yeah, I'll jump in pretty soon, probably, I guess. Okay. And maybe try to find some spark of something there. What's the Fed about? It's just a Fed. That's it? Just a wrestling thing? Yeah. Okay. But, but there's really good writing going on there. Okay. Apparently, yeah. Like ICW in its heyday sort of thing. Right, right. Or GCW, you know. I guess RSW, you could say, now. You know, yeah. it's... But I'm kind of concerned about uh, NGW. I don't know what's going to happen with them. Oh, I think it's circling the drain, to be honest with you. What was that? Circling the drain, I believe. You think so? Oh, yeah. Because I think, what, I think what, this is the third owner in a year, right? With uh, Apathy taking over? Yeah, yeah, from what I understand, yeah. Yeah, with Scarlet, then Mitch, and now Apathy. So, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's just not, you know, I don't think it's on, it's what it used to be, and it's, you know, a lot of the people jumped into RSW from there. Mm-hmm. You know, you got a so few faithfuls that are still there, you know, they're still slogging it out. Rob Riot's there and Billy Fowler and guys like this are still hanging around. I think, okay. you know, Valora and stuff, you know, these people. But So it's still quite a pool of talent, just not as deep as it was. Not nearly as deep as it was. Roster isn't nearly as big as it was. I think the roster is down to, like, maybe 20 people. Well, I think they um, fired everyone who hasn't showed up, like myself. So those are all people that yeah. are showing up on a somewhat consistent basis. Mm-hmm. So I don't know I, what's going to happen there. I don't know. Yeah. I got no but, stake in it, but if I was, I'd probably just, like, you know, it's time to stick a fork in this thing. Yeah, I mean, I would love to write again. I just have to be motivated, and it's got to be something that interests me. And, you know, a standard wrestling fed doesn't pique my interest exactly. I, yeah, I, you know, I don't have a problem with the standard wrestling fed. Well, neither I just do would I. Like to, I'd, I'd like to see some, like, some creative writing going on. Exactly. That that that. You know, the thing that was nice about ICW is that there's so much of the writing that we did had to do with the Fed itself. Mm -hmm. And that's something I haven't seen. I haven't seen that since ICW, really. Well, the Claw, you know, but that was its different sort of thing. It was a humor-based Fed and everything, but it was still. It was like a perpetual uh, power struggle. Everyone was always trying to get control of the Fed, whether it was the evil P.T. Merciless or the rightful owner Dylan Erickson or whatever was happening there. Well, it's like you take the case of RSW and, you know, when it, it, this big, huge uh, feud between Rob Riot and R.B. De Cardone there mm-hmm. that spilled over from, like, GCW and PWA. And so I'm like, here, you're starting with a cool situation. You've got two co-owners of a Fed that hate each other. Yeah. And there's going to be a lot of, you know, there should be a lot of legal things that happen. There should be a lot of uh, things, you know, going between each other that, that's going on, everything like that. But now they're both in the situation, especially Cardinal, where, you know, all the concentration was on writing the show. So 
their own storyline to basically abruptly kind of come to a fucking halt. And I was part of that whole thing from back in GCW, the whole, that was like a three-way, you know, like I was heavily feuding with Riot, Cardone was heavily, you know, and Riot was kind of the centerpiece. Mm. And so now that's why it's kind of left me with like, you know, when it first came back, it was there in the Fed, you know, when RSW came and like I was writing some, you know, good shit, I thought, and everything, and, and, uh, but now I'm like, how, what the fuck do I do? This is dried up. I don't know what to do. Yeah. And, uh, but I think that, you know, a Fed needs that. It needs a Fed story. It needs a, st- I find that really fascinating. The story behind the Fed. What's going on at the top of the Fed? What are the politics that are going on? Mm-hmm. What's the, what's the backstabbing? What's the, all this kind of shit that's going what's on going at the, on? what's going on in the Fed? Yeah. It's not just, Otherwise, you're just reading role plays every week and then reading an event and then reading the commentator's cutesy dialogue and shit. And then, and okay, <laughs> move, on to the, move on to the next one. You know, yeah. but it, it, the Fed needs a story. And I really stressed this to Rob when, you know, and Cardone when I, we started it. I was like, the Fed needs a story. Let's make it, like, let's make this happen. Let's make some sort of story going on, with the, especially given what we have to work with here. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how much it's that's going to be happening, uh, you know, or if it's just going to be just another Fed that has just role plays every week and boo, you know, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I. We just came from a different place where people just work off of each other and work together, you know. Mm-hmm. And it seems like this new generation of people. That's not really that. happening. Everybody's just self-absorbed in their writing, you know. Nobody's really working off of anybody. They're talking about their opponents and blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, that's a, you think you know me and you don't know, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to, you know, da, 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 and yada, yada. But yeah. nothing's going on, you know. Nothing's happening between people. It's just people are that's where I two hours a week in wrestling and that's it. Yeah. I just like to work with people and work off of people and like that's what mm-hmm. always kept me going and fueled my own creativity I didn't just pull these great role plays out of my ass all the time people gave me ideas people I was working with you know people like Jaguar and people like in Tar Heel and stuff back in ICW you know and, and I would three times I was actually you know in rare form role playing <laughs> And you too, and you too. The whole feud between TT and Dylan as, as the owners of ICW that was huge. And when it came to my stuff, you know, and what I, you know, and I could just okay, what did he write? All right, yeah, that's relevant. <laughs> you know, that, I could that relate. Just, I could relate to me because um, uh, Erica Summeroff killed um, Smithfield. What's his face? The FBI guy, right? Who was going after uh, you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I could always see because Dylan Erickson has a past with the FBI. Maybe the FBI hires Dylan Erickson to assassinate P.T. Nicholas. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. I mean, but, you know, when I wrote that, and, like, that was Scarlett Rose's character, of course, and, like, she never really followed up on it. Yeah. And uh, then, I you know, the, like last time I, the last time I joined NGW, I, I did something that I used, like, 
poly or something, apathy, you know, and like she didn't, you know, follow up on my shit or yeah, acknowledge or whatever. I'm like, eh, you know, you people are fucking boring. <laughs> just, yeah. I, I'm, th- I'm I, throwing you your ball and you don't want to fucking grab it. And, oh, well. Yeah. yeah people just I, do I, what I, they I do. Just, I guess. I mean, I, I just don't know. But Well, it's like I said, it's, you know, that kind of working and interacting with people and everything, I I always felt that that's what made the game great. Like mm. we did back in CWE, you know, where we had those fed-wide storylines where everybody was jumping in on the shit, you know? Yeah. Everybody was jumping in on the, the things we were doing, you know? Just everybody's like, oh, okay, this is what's going on. This is the storyline that's going on. It's a fed-wide thing, and, you know, I'm going to add my uh, contribution to this story yeah. and everything. I haven't seen anything like that in fucking forever. In years. Fucking forever, yeah, in years. You you literally go, you know, it's just one solitary role play after solitary role play after solitary role play. And it's boring. It is. It's fucking boring, <laughs> you know, unless unless you're reading something that's just a goddamn masterpiece. It's like, wow, you know, this motherfucker doesn't need any help. He's, but for the most part, yeah, it's just like kind of, well, hmm, yeah. humdrum. Yeah. But I've accepted that that's what this site is. That's the kind of role players that are here. Mm-hmm. And uh, for the most part, at least, you know, a good 85% of them, 90% of them. Like, Rob has been doing a great job for a long time working with me and carrying on our stories together and everything. And I thank the guy for that because I doubt I'd still be even on the site and doing this shit if it wasn't for Rob. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but... But like I said, now even that's kind of like fizzling out, so I just, eh. Yeah. Maybe Time to reinvent myself, hence the new name, hence the, which is kind of also, the, the name is a, kind of a homage to one of Jack's characters, the Forgotten, remember James Sullivan? Oh, yeah, okay. I and like, I, you know, I owe a lot to Jack as far as fueling my writing and helping me and it, keeping me going and making me creative and everything back and all the way up. And then again, in steampunk city last year and everything, I'm like, I'm going to pay out. The guy's not around anymore for whatever reason. I don't know whatever happened to him. You know, maybe some really bad shit came down on the guy and everything, but here's my homage to the dude. Yeah. People probably think it has a different connotation. Like I'm being whiny about not being paid much attention to anymore. That's not where it comes from. (laughs) That's actually what I kind of thought at one point. I'm thinking, okay, that's interesting. <laughs> nah, so not really that. <laughs> yeah. Ego's not that big, is it? Uh, no, it's not that big. <laughs> <laughs> Although, the character, like, though, you know, P.T. Merciless, his ego is gigantic. Some people might think it is. Some people, well, because like, they tie you too much to your character. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've been speaking up about some shit lately, too. I've been in an opinionated mood lately. Yeah. So That happens from time to time. Yeah, I've pissed a couple people off. Some are off, especially. Oh, yeah? He's just so pick on I don't know that guy. <laughs> well, there's been a lot of debate about the... In RSW, people have been doing, like, 10,000-word roleplay. Really? The, the people at the now? top. Yeah, the people at the top. This has been going on. Because there's no word cap anymore on the site. So, oh, you know, okay. you can you could write a 100,000-word fucking roleplay if you wanted. Um, 
So people have been doing that, and it's been a you know it's popped up in conversation, not just for me, but other people, and mm-hmm. even I'm like going like, you know, should this, this be is, allowed? I mean, I'm not going to say that it shouldn't be allowed, but I'm just saying that from your own, as somebody on the you know in the Fed, and you're going to role play, and you know. Kind of like it's an ethical question within yourself. You know, do you really want to be doing this shit? Like, you know, you know that there are people that aren't going to possibly compete with that. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to write four or five thousand words, okay? Yeah, I feel but like you know, you know that most, word is you know, totally acceptable at the most. It is, but you know, you're basically like, you know, Summeroff wrote the, for the first event, and there was a battle royal to determine who was going to be the first RSW champion. Okay. Summer, summer off. Everybody else writes, you know, what they write. Summer off shows up with a fucking ten thousand word epic. Okay. And, and won the match. And so, <laughs> and of course, won the match. And you know, even though it, it, I kind of pissed Rob off because I brought this up on, the, you know, and he's like, "Well, that's not why he won." You know, I'm like, well, don't tell well, me no, that he. That, don't tell to... me that if he had written a four thousand word role play like a lot of the people in that match that he would have still won. Like, no, he won because he wrote that much more than everybody else. I mean, it just makes fucking sense. So, now I'm not, am I saying that, you know, like, what was he supposed to do? Not friggin' win it? You know, well, the goal is to win. So, yeah, I mean, I don't really have a problem with what he did, but I see Summeroff do that kind of shit a lot, where he just, he joins the Fed, you know, you hear nothing out of him. He doesn't. He's not active or anything like that, like most people. And then he'll just show up, join a Fed, bang out this huge friggin' role play, grab that fucking world title, and then two weeks later he just lets it go. And basically, that's what he's done here. And I'm like, I kind of called him out on it. I'm like, you do this, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I've seen you do it quite a few times. Mm-hmm. You know. And I'm sure he wasn't very pleased with that assessment. Well, then, well, what happens is, is that, you know, the next event, he was going up against Valora for the title, and, of course, she feels the need to bust out a 10,000-word roleplay. And then he busts out uh, a 10,000-word okay. And then the next event, Nocturnal ends up winning it, but he busts out a, you know, 9,000-word roleplay. And then, at this point, Summeroff's getting tired, so he just puts out a 4,000-word, and fuck it, let Nocturnal win it, you know, kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. Well, I just feel like... But the whole thing is, that, the whole point their... of the, the entire debate is basically kind of centered around, you know, is this really, you know, people are people winning on quality or are they winning on, you know, on length? Because well, if people length, are going to burn themselves out, they're going to burn themselves out. Like, it always happens. People can't write 10,000-word role plays every week for six months or something. If they well, were to write 10,000-word role play, they'll burn themselves out and lose the belt anyway. The whole thing is, it's, it's, it's like, you know, if you... you uh, write that much and if you're a good writer like Summeroff is mm-hmm. then you're going to win <laughs> with that pretty well yeah if I wrote a 10,000 word role play and Summeroff wrote a 4,000 he'd probably still win too right so I guess it's kind of people in the Fed feeling discouraged you know yeah, people that your, just aren't inclined or don't have enough creativity in them or whatever to write more than a couple of thousand words. Yeah, like I always saw I was kind of intimidated to join uh, new NEW because everyone always busted out these 5 10,000 word role plays. I didn't want to waste yeah. my time. Yeah. 
I mean, you know, it's 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 kind of a hard kind of you know topic, but it's it's one that's been addressed now because people, not just me, but other people are bringing it up. I just gave my take on what happened. <laughs> I'm like, here's how this shit came to be. Mm. And uh, so you know, it pissed a couple people off or whatever. You know, it happened. Well, I mean, I feel like if it's like five thousand words, if you copy and paste it into Word, and it's over five thousand words. It's it's too long for a, a role play in a wrestling promotion. Split it up. Even if you want to go five thousand words to clinch the match. I remember, you know, fuck, I remember back in in ICW Jaguar me. You know, we 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 did a couple like seven eight thousand word fucking things. Yeah. I remember we did that. But very rare, <laughs> very rarely did you do role plays that long. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't the norm. But no, our role like plays generally were three to five thousand word range. And you Shit. Plus, it discourages working off of other people. If you bust out a 10,000-word epic, then someone else is going to bust out a 10,000-word epic, and then you're both exhausted, and where does the storyline go from there? It's got to wait another one or two weeks. Yeah, pretty much. Which sucks. I mean, I don't know. You also have to consider, like, yeah, you write a 10,000-word role play. Other than the owners, who the hell is going to read it, really? Yeah. You know? And then it's like it's gonna end up just being a skim job at best if anybody does read it. Yep. You know? I mean maybe not all of them. Maybe not all of them, but But unless you're direct unless I was directly involved in a storyline with a person, I uh, uh as long as it wasn't ICW, then I made an effort to read most if not all the role plays because I was the owner. But in other feds if I wasn't working with the person I usually wouldn't read their role plays. Yeah, I, I might, you know, I might skim through it if it was like a a Rob Riot or World Title match type thing, but usually I wouldn't spend half an hour to an hour reading a five ten thousand word role play that had nothing to do with my character. I did my best in GCW to write all uh, read all the role plays, and uh, the first week or two in RSW I did the same thing because there was you know a lot of great people were showing up and, and writing some really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it it it's hard to keep track of, you know. Yeah, it, you know it is. It's hard to just, ugh. and I think it also it takes the uh, the attention away, maybe possibly. I'm not saying this is what's going on there with Riot or Cardone or anything. I think they read everybody's role plays pretty thoroughly and all that. But I it it is going to take attention away from the other people and and focus it onto the you know, these three, four people at the top that are busting out all it's just natural. Mm-hmm. You know? So Yeah. But, but hey, whatever. Yeah, if I ever got into a Fed again, I mean <laughs> five thousand words maybe for a big pay per view or something, but other than that I'd hover around one to three thousand, fifteen hundred to thirty five hundred, something like that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't normally exceed that amount. And if I wanted to, then I'd hold up and wait until someone else role played. And then. Yeah. Well, that was a question, you know, right off the bat in this new Fed, this MLW. You know, he's uh, talking word cap and everything. Well, yeah, I think that the word cap's pretty. You know, like two thousand. Is a little three three thousand three thousand would be cool too. You know, three if it's a big match, if it's a title match, and somebody really wants to do some good writing, and you know, three thousand let, let it ride. You could do three thousand 
normally and automatically disqualify anyone who goes, say, one or 200 words over that limit, and then for pay-per-views, bump it up to 5,000. Same rules apply. I think that's what I'd do if I ever ran a Fed again. Yeah. But I, I, in the case of this Fed, I think the guy's trying to, like, bring in people that are like, hey, I only write 1,500-word role plays, okay? I don't really go beyond that, and I want to be able to still compete, you know? Yeah. That's what he's trying to do there. Which Fed is Which this? Is, is this uh, Riot Star? No, MLW. This new oh, Fed okay. Out. New yeah. Limit Wrestling, the new one. Yeah, yeah. I guess I would kind of make the title ironic, No Limit Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, is actually a, there is actually a limit, but yeah. that'll... Uh, Darn it. So I'm like, okay, I'm I'm good because you know there are some people that I there are some people that are really good that I since I've known since like GCW like I, yeah. that they don't just they don't write very long role plays but they have interesting characters you know their characters are interesting mm-hmm. I've seen a couple of guys in uh, you know in this game these days that are their characters are more interesting than some of these top people you know mm. they're just more enjoyable to fucking read. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, like I always Frost. Find a lot of this guy Frost, he's awesome. You know, he's got an awesome character. I'm like this guy deserves to be going places. You know, not feuding with Hell's Bouncer till the end of time. Put him in some fucking big matches. You know. Well, HB was getting pretty good towards the end, especially in ICW. Okay, if you say so. No, no, seriously. Like, never listen to me, Pete. Never listen. Like, I swear. Uh, but yeah. I, I, I just feel like a word cap is appropriate. I, yeah, I and we didn't used that. to feel that way. What happened there with us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, if a politician stands up to make a speech in, like, the House of Commons or the House of Representatives or something, there's a limit on the time you can go. You can't just talk for four hours. Yeah. You know, there, there's a limit. And the same should go for stuff like role-playing. Right. Put a cap on it, guys. If it's if it takes you more than five thousand words to express your story, then it's obviously meant to be split into two parts. Well, my whole thing is is if you're actually writing a story, if you're writing something that you can get into, mm-hmm. you know. And this is all, of course, this is very subjective. But to me, if you know, I don't mind a five thousand, six, seven thousand word role play. If there's different things going on, if it's interesting, there's different parts to the role play. But oh, no, I've written. Novel, you know, there's different so parts. There's chapters. There's different scenes. There's different. But the thing but is, if it's literally, if it's literally just six thousand words of fucking one straight, just a person sitting in a fucking room talking to themselves, <laughs> you know, then it's just yeah. excessive verbosity. That's all it is. Yeah, I I feel like. Um, a role play should be like the length of a the length of a chapter of a book if you want to do a story like anywhere from fifteen to five thousand words. You don't typically see chapters in books that are longer than that. Mm-hmm. So yes. I just if feel like just, if you want to tell a story, if you're writing something, if you're writing yeah. something, if you're if you're creating a story, if you know that's going somewhere and has you know you know to be continued next week, and okay, yeah, you're keeping us. All right, keep me on the edge of my fucking feet. Yeah. Like, if you're at 4,900 words and you have a convenient cliffhanger coming up, then perfect. Leave the rest till next week, and then 
you'll have more ideas to work with instead of trying to tack on an extra one, 2,000 words. Yeah. And again, this is all just taste and subjectivity and shit, but I just, I don't need to sit through 7,000 words of just some fucking motherfucker talking about their character's childhood. You know? <laughs> yeah. Or their fucking high school football team that they were in. Unless I don't give a, a shit. really yeah. interesting childhood. Yeah. Like I talked about the. So you want to tell me about your, your character's high school football fucking shit? Just that, that you can do that in one fucking decent paragraph, you know? Like I, you uh, know? I, I wrote a role play about the first time Dylan Erickson robbed a convenience store. And I'm pretty sure he was sitting in a room recalling the story, and it was about 2,000 words long. But, you know, that's, that's an interesting childhood, <laughs> in a sense. You know, a 12 year old kid holding up a convenience store. You know, it's six foot three inches tall because, as we all know, Dylan Erickson is freaking gigantic. <laughs> yeah. I had a lot of fun with that role play. Anyway. Certainly would be. <laughs> it, would, <laughs> it would be uh, hard to make a getaway when you're that big. Well, uh, nonetheless. Uh, <laughs> 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 damn it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> Yeah, but... But, a, you know, a cool role-play nonetheless. And, but, you know, yeah, it just goes back to that, I don't know. Yeah, I don't mind, you know, sitting in the room monologuing about stuff as long as it, it's got some interesting event, you know. A lot of my later role-plays, when I just got completely fed up with the game, was just Dylan Erickson monologuing about how important this match was to him and how he needed to... Um, come back and win the win titles and make all this money and it it I, I was bored writing the things. I could only imagine how bored Scarlet was having to read them every week. Yeah, when you're bored writing your own shit and it's really a chore, it's time to really reevaluate. Yeah. What the hell you're doing and if you're in the right fed, you know. And with most people you can tell when they're tired. Yeah. I mean, some people can some people can get a you know like take Rob Riot you know like this guy just keeps cranking out fucking great role plays all the time. It's like shit. He's where I was. See what he's where I was like three four years ago. You know, I'm not there anymore. <laughs> just now it takes it takes a lot to get this old dinosaur lumbering on its feet, and that's the truth. And you know, and Zamorov gave me that shit when you know in the thread and all that. You haven't done anything fucking in a year, you know. In <laughs> You're right. I haven't. You're right. I haven't done much in a year. Other than the shit I've done with Rob, which I think was really good. If you actually get into that, and a few people have are, you know, into that storyline between me and Rob, they're really big fans of it. They're like, this is some great shit. If you're not bothering to read it, though, then no, you're not going to see it. But, you know. I only read parts of it, and all of it was from PT's perspective, but I thought it was pretty good stuff, to be honest with you. Like, oh, just the way we've been working off of each other and this and that. You know, like, I, I do I shit and you do shit. I remember when uh, Pete was at a wrestling convention, and you were being asked about being the number two wrestler in the world, and you just freaked out. You got so pissed off because Rob Riot was number one, and you... But yeah. that's where it started. Man it started alive. with the uh, uh, yeah. Like well, it's to be number one. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it it evolved into something where like Rob and PT almost have like you know this love hate relationship between each other. You yeah. know, almost like brothers. 
and, and it, it, there's a depth to the fucking storyline. You know, like, again, if you want to bother reading it and go back to GCW and read it, and if it we're there for all of that, like some people were, then mm. you'd see that this is a great writing on both of our parts. So have I done some good shit in the last year? Yeah, I have. But it's, you know, yeah. flown under the radar of a lot of people that don't bother reading anything. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's just... Yeah, they're too too busy reading crap in NGW and shit. You know, it means nothing. Well, I mean, NGW still got some good talent. It's just it's not where the stories are at anymore. It's more of a wrestling promotion than it is a storytelling promotion. Yeah, basically, yeah. I thought the original NGW was so much better, you know, when Scarlett was running it, and it was really humor-based, almost like cloth, and, it, almost, you know, that, it that was one of the... line where it was appealing to the general public. Yeah, but it did appeal to a lot of people, and it really hit its peak in that time. Like, Claw was always for a small section, but NGW toned down the comedy to a point where it was acceptable for right, so many yeah. different people. Yeah, and the shows were really, really off the wall, and a lot of work, you know, was put into them and everything like that, and, you know, they were coming up with creative things all the time there, and everything. It's when it, that fed hit its peak was that during that time. That's when I was there for a brief time, and I had a great time while I was there. It's uh, The Empire, I think it was called. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was really cool, but, uh, you know, and... Then it came back under what's his face there, Mitch Allen, and you know, the, you're not dealing with the same thing anymore. Well, you would have to expect the Fed to change with the new Fed head. It's just. Well, yeah, of course. I was just like, I don't. Why wouldn't you just change the name of the Fed? Yeah. That would make more sense. It's it's not what it was. So let's just change this up here. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, do you see like a renaissance of some sort happening? Because I feel like the site is becoming more active. Slightly more active. It goes through these things where, you know, well, this NLW thing just opened up and some people are jumping in there and it's probably going to be a moderately successful, decent fed for a while. Yeah. You know, and... uh but other than that, it's everybody's an RSW. I think they're all, you know, we're pushing like 60 fucking people on that roster now. Really? Okay. Yeah, Active it's huge. People? It's like everybody is there now. It's like it's really? gotten to that point where it's like, okay, there's like a few too many fucking people here now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean. So what I missed about GCW was what it really was, was it was like this exclusive little club of the best writers on the site, you know, and we were our own little fucking secret, you know, <laughs> and it, it was awesome because of that. It's like, everybody was just great. And there was, there was no egos. There was no bullshit. There was, I never freaking never, ever had a fucking bit of drama or anything like what happened, you know, today in RSW where, you know, there's people fighting on, not just me, there's other people fighting on that site right now, like hey. fucking Melora and, yeah. I thought that was and, uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So, you know, there was never any, it was just a mutual respect thing all I around. I feel like you know. when a Fed grows to a certain size, problems like that just organically start happening. 
when you get too many people, like it happens and you WWE and you know you get a lot of people of different talent levels, and you get the you know the quite talented to the the fairly talented to the enormously talented, and everybody's there together. Yeah. Well, this is what's going to happen. You're going to have some issues and stuff. I think Riot's handled it really well. You know, yeah. he could have been a dickhead and just fired me and fired Mitch Allen and everything like that, but he he hasn't done that. So mm-hmm. even though he's very much, you know, one of those people, the mind frame of like, we just, we don't have drama here. You know, like, that's yeah. it. well, you can't always say that. You never no. know. <laughs> you never that's fucking right. know. You might you might have some drama down the line. You don't know that. And you know, here yeah. we are, like we're about a month in, you know, to this fed and yeah. been a little bit of drama. So Well it happens. But yeah, I feel it like It happens, but Jesus Christ, at least it wakes people to fuck up and keeps things kinda interesting. Jesus Christ, this place has been so fucking boring for so fucking long. It really has. Oh my God! You log in every fucking day, and you're just looking at looking at threads. Just like, please say somebody say something interesting. Please, please, <laughs> somebody have a complaint. Somebody said something. Somebody ruffle somebody's feathers. Please, something go like, Okay, fine. I'll do it my fucking self. Jesus Christ! I'll do it my fucking self. It's yeah, like I somebody write a three-page post flaming LAL or something. Like, gotta get some interest going on here. Yeah, somebody fucking wake up and come alive, please. Somebody just have Come a fucking, somebody have a beef with somebody. Like, I just somebody do something here. On right. April 1st, I think someone should really write this just scathing post about LAL and get everybody talking until they all realize it's April 1st. Yeah, and then I that would... person can realize it after they're banned, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People have been saying some smack about that guy, too, about it. Very, very critical about his whole stepping away is really doing anything kind of owner. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, I feel I'm like, like Ooh, people got really that's on board with the reboot were very disappointed when LAL stepped back because they put, they put a lot of emotional and time investment into it, and then LAL just stops. Oh, yeah. I mean, the reboot was awesome. I'm like, I told him, I said, dude, you don't have to keep doing the fucking reviews of the show, all the shows and all that shit. You don't have to do that part. Get but someone else. To. That that top twenty five ranking list and shit. And I'm like, that's something that the fucking setheads and like people can just do themselves for the most part. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't have to let that go. You didn't have to let everything fucking go. Just a couple of things that were a pain in the ass to keep up with. I understood like from the beginning I I just said, you know, you shouldn't have done that anyway. From when you did start doing that, I said, You're not gonna be able to keep up with these Fed reviews and shit. You're not gonna want to. You know, okay. Get rid of those, but you don't have to get rid of fucking everything and then just say, well, I'm going to stop bothering all together. There you go. <laughs> well, I feel like he could have stopped his involvement, just logging on, checking on the features, introducing a little new thing there, maybe a big thing a couple times a year, and then gave a couple other people, like Vastrix, the keys to the kingdom and let them, you know, just update the pages, just give them to update the text on the pages, keep the rankings up. And, you should uh, just sell the fucking down. site to Vastrix, to be honest with you. And then LAL just log on once a week and uh, check up on things, make sure Vastrix hasn't gone crazy with the front page or something, which I'm sure he wouldn't, but... Well, of course he wouldn't. He knows his shit <laughs> about <laughs> the site. He's helped out with this site more than anybody, you know, yeah. over the last few years. He's the logical choice to sell it to. Like, just, you know, let him cost you 100 bucks a does. month for... And it might be one of those things where the site's getting bounced around over and over again, getting sold for progressively less and less money until someone says, screw it, I'm just going to let the domain expire. 
Yeah, well, I don't think LAL is going to do that because he knows how many people are on the site, people that he likes and that are that use it and are very much into it and passionate about it and all that mm. stuff. So I don't think that would happen. I think what he would do is, you know, when he's finally just hands are washed, I don't want to do this anymore. That's when he's going to sell it to somebody. Mm-hmm. Sure. And some great. somebody's bound to take it, you know. Somebody. Yeah, I mean, I know Brian Brinninger got a lot of offers. So, well, at least one offer when he went to show yeah. what he said. And I don't know why he didn't sell it. Why wouldn't you? You don't care about him. Yeah, I guess he just saw that Fed Wars was around and everyone knew about it, so he didn't have to keep it going. I think that he did finally sell the domain to somebody, though. Somebody that we know. Did he really? Yeah, I think, like, Dave Demented or something owns it now. Really? Don't quote me on that, but I think... hmm. Yeah. If you're on a computer, go to the website now and see what's going on. Yeah, all right. I don't know. See here. It's the same... What was it? It was gfedwrestling.com, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's just a, it's just a domain now. Is it like does a for sale thing come up and all this other crap? Yeah, just some like related links kind of thing. It's okay, so yeah, yeah it's for sale. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure I heard somebody like, like I said. Demented or something, say that they owned it now, they bought it. Maybe they let it lapse or something. Possibly. I mean, just because they own it doesn't mean he's doing anything with it. I'm pretty sure he's not, though. Yeah. I mean, why would you? (laughs) What's there to do with it? (laughs) Yeah. I think Brian Brinninger took everything off the site when he shut it down anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, it's just totally removed. G said wrestling is closed. And that was it in Times New Roman on a blank white <laughs> page. Well, at least he was good enough to say, here, you got a month or so to get all your shit off of here. So I did. Well, he gave he gave us a year, actually. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, let's get away from G said into the here and now. Well, we weren't <laughs> really on G said. We were just talking no, about but, buying, yeah. buying domains and things like that. Have you uh, heard about TNA switching networks? Well, yeah, of course. Yeah? Yeah. They're on some I, this Destination America channel now. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I heard they drew... I was actually really impressed with the number they drew on uh, last Wednesday. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's it's a new thing there. It's the first week and stuff, and of course yeah, they're going to draw high numbers, fairly high numbers. But for such a small channel, I mean, 350,000 people, that's that's pretty decent. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, still, I mean, if that's going to maintain itself, who knows, you know. And they've got all this other programming that they're providing, which is mostly tape library stuff. So it's very low cost to them, and they're getting more rights fees as well. Yeah. So it's hard uh, for me to give an opinion because I haven't watched TNA in... Christ, probably like two years now anyway. Well, do you want me to tell you who returned on uh, Wednesday? 
Uh, sure. Well, have you heard of, uh, you've heard of Jessica Havoc, right? Making her debut in TNA, beating everyone up? Not really, but... No? Well, she's gigantic. She's like six foot two, 180 pounds. So she beats up Taryn Terrell, the knockout champion. Then all the lights go off. The lights come back on, and there is awesome Kong staring her down. <laughs> so awesome oh, sweet. Kong came back. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. Awesome Kong came back. That's, that's cool, yeah. Yeah, and she choke slammed a referee. I think it was Brian Stifler or something. So she's back. She signed a new deal with them and everything. Nice. Yeah. They wanted Alberto Del Rio on the show, but they weren't anywhere close to a deal. So it didn't happen. Yeah, he probably wants more money than he's really worth. Well, apparently he's getting lots of offers from Lucha Underground, AAA, uh, and MMA promotions, too. Apparently Bellator wants them. Yeah. And Hogan's not involved in TNA anymore, right? No, he's back in WWE. He's been there for about a year. Oh, okay. <laughs> he was uh, he was a special guest host. It was uh, well, I didn't watch TNA. You know I ain't watching it was, WWE. Uh, <laughs> it was Ho Ho Hogan on Raw a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean Raw's been so bad from what I've heard. Even people on fucking Fed Wars are like, "Fuck Raw, fuck WWE." <laughs> You know, I'm like, Jesus I, Christ. I barely pay attention anymore. But I yeah, did check out Parts of Raw last Monday because I heard that the best commentator in the history of the business, Booker T, was back. So that interested me a bit. Booker T, huh? Yeah, best commentator in the business. What? <laughs> <laughs> Am I oh, missing something here? <laughs> Booker T's hilarious on commentary. Not the best, but he's hilarious. I don't think I've never even I've never even seen him on commentary, dude. He's I, been on, he was on commentary for like three years. Dude, I haven't watched that shit in fucking probably ten years. Well, I'm just <laughs> saying it's hilarious. I have like literally once in a great great while when the stars align themselves and all this shit, and I'm sitting and there and it's, I'm, I'm bored <laughs> as fuck, and it's Monday night or something, and that shit's on. I might once in a blue moon actually look at it, look and at it. it usually it takes me about half an hour, and I'm off. So bored with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I just not don't. You know. I mean, Paul Heyman's there, and Paul Heyman's hilarious. He's great. Uh, but that's, like, one of the only high points. Paul Heyman's great, but, you know, it's like a couple of great people and a couple of... Uh, doesn't make a great product. Exactly. Know? That's why these guys are wasting their fucking time. Paul Heyman should be somewhere else helping a fucking other promotion get somewhere. WWE yeah. doesn't need his fucking help. WWE <laughs> is like Disney. It's well, just established, and it's part of the help. American fabric, and it's there, and it doesn't need his help. Well, you He's could just there grabbing the check. WWE could benefit from Paul Heyman <laughs> in terms of their writing on their shows, which is awful. Yeah. But the last time but, you, you know, he's going to do his best. He's going to do his best, but he's not going to be like, like what you do with a guy like Heyman is you just look at him and go like, you got the whole fucking total creative control. Okay. There you go. Have at do it, buddy. Thing. You're you're Paul Heyman. We're counting on you. But don't let him touch the checkbook. <laughs> no one touch the checkbook. Well, hey, you can't fault the guy. That shit that happened with ECW, I'm like, who knows what the fuck was going on there, you know. 
Yeah, I mean, third... I have a feeling there was a lot of drugs going on in that Fed, and there was a lot of, uh, you know, other other expenses and other factors that usually... I feel like promotions like ECW size never... They're in that state of limbo where they're not a small promotion where they can just draw crowds and make money. They have TV nationally, and they're trying to have that big promotion feel but it costs them too much and they're not pulling in enough revenues from rights fees because they don't draw the high ratings, attendances, but they want big wrestlers who are nationally known to bump up those ratings and they have to pay big money and it costs them, like TNA and Ring of Honor even. Yeah. Because all of those promotions have been perpetual money losers. But TNA's been, been very stupid. TNA was a lot more popular and a lot more successful and was con- considered a much more worthy alternative to WWE that when your biggest made. stars there were fucking AJ Styles and Samoa Joe and people like that. Or even Not Kurt fucking Angle. Hulk Hogan and fucking Sting and all that crap. You know, they always think that that's the golden idea is to bring these me- mega legends in like that and everything, but it, it never worked. It never worked out. Yeah, we don't you know? need... Yeah. I, what made TNA exciting was it was because these friggin' new, young, able-bodied athletes were there. And then they all started getting shit on left and right. And then the next thing you know, you're losing one after another and one after another. And, you yeah. know, it's the Hogan show, just like WCW was uh-huh. at the end. It's the Hogan <laughs> show. And Hogan and anybody that you listen to in an interview, and I've listened to, like, posthumous fucking Randy Macho Man Savage interviews about Hogan and shit. And, like, when he was in WCW and Savage was there... Hogan does not friggin' work and play well with others. It's all about him and his well, fucking ego. Let me tie into Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan. Randy Savage is now going into the WWE Hall of Fame, and he's being inducted by Hulk Hogan. So what's your reaction to that? I don't give a shit about the WWE Hall of Fame. I don't take it the least bit seriously. I just mean, like, and, what do you think about Hulk Hogan, of all people, inducting Randy? Savage? I mean, there's no, there's no other, there's no more political fucking thing in wrestling than the WWE Hall of Fame. It's like, if, if Vince likes you, you're in. If he doesn't like you, it doesn't matter what you did, you know. But, mm-hmm. You could be... So, finally, after all of this time, Savage is let in. Now, I know that the whole story went that basically he didn't, you know, the family wasn't going to let him in unless Lanny went into and everybody else, or some shit. Father as well. I suppose if I was going to have any opinion on the subject, it'd be like, why don't you just have his brother fucking induct him? The guy who's known him and loved him his entire life, never had a beef with him, never had a problem with him. There was nothing backstage that was an issue or anything like that. Just have a good, sentimental, heartfelt fucking thing like my brother. He was my brother. I loved him, and I'm fucking inducting him into this damn Hall of Fame. Why does that have to be Hogan? It's right back to Hogan's got to be involved in everything. You know, (laughs) like I just feel like more than half of it's going to be talking about how great Hulk Hogan was and how he helped Randy Savage break into the business when he was working 400 days a year, flying to Japan and back. <laughs> and like, Hulk Hogan actually like, we're supposed that to believe years. that? Hulk Hogan I mean, actually I'm sure that he worked I'm sure 400 days a year. Yeah. But, because, I don't know. I mean... Yeah, which is impossible. <laughs> he said because he flew back to Japan so many times, it, it worked out to 400 days. <laughs> Well, you know, he has those special powers and stuff, but... <laughs> yeah, take your... Yeah, eat your vitamins. I'm sure that Hogan helped a lot of guys get into WWE, you know? He must have, back in those days where he had... You know, he was very powerful for a long time. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I don't know if that was the case so much with Savage. Maybe it was. I don't know. Yeah. You know, like how Hulk Hogan got. talking about how he used to um, uh, jam with Metallica, but he had to turn down an invite to join. <laughs> Hogan started playing in a like some shit club rock and roll band. That's you know when he was young before he got into wrestling. That's what he did. And so, somehow he spun that into a Metallica invite. So I find it. I'm inclined to take anything Hulk Hogan says with a gigantic grain of salt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think so. <laughs> I yeah, I, I couldn't take the Metallica invite, brother. I was way too busy. But I could have been a Metallica if I wanted to, brother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I never. I'm never gonna hate Hulk Hogan. No, of course not. I'll never hate him. He was too, just too much big a part of my childhood and too big a part of wrestling, you know. His star power did bring wrestling to, um, you know, to the mainstream and the, and the limelight and everything, and uh, nobody can ever take that away from the guy. Yeah. Um, is he a douchebag in real life? Is he a lot like McMahon? Yeah, he is, absolutely. Well, you know? You could. He, got, he just got too much... Too much power. He has too much power in the business. Like, anywhere he goes, people just basically suck his cock. You know, and even Ric Flair doesn't get that kind of treatment. No. So. But, yeah. Yeah, I don't really watch WWE anymore. I'm more interested in TNA, to be honest. Like, they've been doing a decent job. Well, to this day, if I was going to watch one or the other, it would still be TNA. I mean, yeah. you know, it's just, but Ring of Honor, you know, um, I don't know, know, I just watch wrestling on the internet, like CZW and stuff like that, just underground shit. That, yeah. I just hear like CZW is way too hardcore with their light tube deathcore barbed wire rope matches and stuff. Like, I, I just... Well, they're, like, doing the, you know, what ECW did, basically. ECW wasn't that crazy, was it? With light tube death matches? I mean, really? Well, I mean, maybe they didn't think of that back then, but if they had, they would have used it for sure. ECW was very, very, it it was super (laughs) violent. You know, those guys took a fucking pounding. Yeah. They took a pounding. I mean, I I couldn't believe that Terry Funk, you know, at 50 years old, you know, Sixty years old, yeah. Doing that shit, you know. Well, he was like in his fifties at the time at ECW. We're talking, you know, fifteen years ago. But he okay. was holy shit, you know. Like he was just taking, you know, like Mick Foley would be like, no, I ain't doing that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Terry Funk, he did this shit. Yeah, I, I love Terry I, Funk for that. Yeah, I, I, I do see some old EC, ECW stuff every once in a while, but yeah, I. I no, it was great. It was great. It was such a. It was like the wild west of wrestling. It was a lawless land. Look at the shit New Jack did. Like literally stabbing people in the ring half to death. Like <laughs> crazy. I, Fucking I crazy. I can't believe that. Like yeah, isn't yeah. New Jack in prison for something now? Like I wouldn't be shocked. I don't believe so. Like he's he's. No. He's been on trial a few times. He yeah, for he the shit he did like in the he's ring. A little too crazy. <laughs> oh, he is. He absolutely. He's a sociopathic, violent motherfucker. That's all. That New Jack is absolutely that. 
Yeah. Like, I, if this guy had not found wrestling, he would be a gangbanger for sure. Like, no doubt about it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, New oh. Jack was just fucking out there. Like, dude, he stabbed this guy in the fucking neck oh, in the ring. Goodness. Really? Like, literally stabbed, yes, he stabbed this guy. He's, and this other fuck, that, that mass transit thing that where this 17-year-old kid... Uh, came in from the audience. He was a big fucker. He was like a 300-pound 17-year-old kid, but he was a 17-year-old kid. And, Mm. you know, got into the ring and with a new jack and everything, and this was just kind of like... I mean, this is shit that would never happen today, that they would even let somebody just come up from the audience and just jump in there. Yeah. And uh, But he was supposed to be... The kid said he was an amateur wrestler. Like, he'd done shows and everything before. He'd never wrestled a day in his life in reality. Yeah. And, I mean, this kid was stupid. He was fucking stupid and obviously didn't know who he was dealing with. Got into the ring with New Jack and his partner and started telling New Jack, oh, yeah, cut me, man, cut me, do this, do that, you know, all this kind of shit. And, like, well, guess what happened? New Jack cut him very, very deeply. Really? Damn damn near killed the fucking kid, yeah. So New Jack stabbing people in the ring. Yeah, that stuff went on back then. It went yeah, on back then. Yeah, that's like something that Vince McMahon would allow on Raw these days. Uh, not quite. Not in quite? Fact, that's not something that would have been allowed in WWF ever. Even at the height of the Attitude Era. Yeah, not even then. <laughs> like, I remember Vince McMahon again, ECW was something else. It was, it was so fucking raw and gritty. Because I think... Vince McMahon learned his mistake after that whole Brian Pillman pulling a gun and threatening to kill Stone Cold on Raw incident. Vince learned from that. Was, that was just a segment, but the, the USA no, Network I know, but still, they had a problem with it. You know. Well, no, because wrestling's portrayed as being real, right? So uh, back then, it was still in the days of like, well, yeah, we're still, I guess, kind of, sort of giving them the benefit of the so doubt and everything. Thirty, forty percent of the people still thought it might be real. Back then, yes. Yeah. But today, they could do that same skit, and I don't think anybody would bat an eye. I think not I think that they would, because that would be something entertaining and interesting, and they wouldn't bother doing that. You know? I think I think everyone would still freak out. Like when uh, they announced that Donald Trump purchased Raw in 2009. Well, maybe. Fox, like, I mean, maybe when, like, just because they're they're so used to fucking like you know a midget jumping out of a fucking cake being the main <laughs> shit that goes on there now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that El Torito guy running <laughs> out of the cape or whatever. Oh, like, yeah. God help me. WWE is creatively at the greatest point it's ever been. Let's let's just be honest here. The show is absolutely spectacular, perfectly written. Let's face it, beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would much rather watch TNA. It's just Destination America is in America. It's not in Canada, so I can't watch it. You don't get that station in Canada? No, uh, Destination America is only available in about half the states. And, uh, not yeah, in it's a pissant station. I'm not even sure if I get the goddamn thing, to be honest with you. Well, for a lot of people, it's on higher tier packages that you have to pay in addition to your basic cable. Yeah. So the fact that they drew... Which makes no sense. If you're trying audience. to reach if you're trying to reach a broader audience, why are you doing that? But the you want to be on basic fucking like, cable. The thing is, right? Discovery is so many other networks, they've been promoting TNA like crazy. 
Yeah, like, great. But again, if people don't have the if people don't have the fucking three hundred you know channel package. But if you have Velocity or any of the other Discovery channels, you probably have Destina- Destination America as part of like a Discovery package or something. Possibly. I'll have to check. I'm not even sure if I have it or not. Yeah, I, I know. If I, I do, know. I might just start watching it again. You know. It's it's been pretty decent these last few weeks. I, I, yeah. I don't, well, yeah. they're trying hard because they're going to a new place and they're trying to start over, and you know. So of course it's going to be a little better than it was, but we'll see how long that lasts. I wish they'd bring like bad influence back. They were hilarious. <laughs> I thought the whole uh, Aces and Eight storyline when that was going on, I thought that was like one of the best storylines that wrestling has seen. You know, mainstream wrestling has seen in a long time. At its peak, when it, uh, when Bully Ray initially turned. In front of like seven thousand people, at the and Bully Ray was doing his best work. Like I never liked him until then, you know. Yeah. Like he was really establishing himself as a major heel. Yes. You know, somebody that, that someday you might look back at him as one of the legendary heels because yeah, of was, his time. Yeah, it was really intriguing, like to see the yeah. TNA stars go in there and try and fight the aces and eights and get their asses kicked. So that, like, yeah. what's going to happen next? And then yeah. I think that the, the biggest. And, yeah. I think that uh, the biggest, what made, would have made it a lot better is if it, the on the Aces and Eights side of shit, you know, you had a lot of big stars that were fighting them, but on their side, it should have been more than just like, you know, other than Bubba, you know, or Bully Ray and Devon. Devon and Mr. Anderson. You didn't really know anybody, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Was it was all like nobody. Mid Carters and then Gary yeah. Bischoff, where they were still trying to push. They should. What they should have done was kind of almost fashion an NWO type stable where everybody, like, they should have brought in like Austin Aries and Robert Roode and shit that they were doing nothing really with at the time. Because they were heels anyway. They were heels anyway, and also big names. But it wouldn't have tied Robert, Robert Roode, big fucking name in that set. Then they should have brought him in. They should have brought fuck it, give Samoa Joe something to do that you know is different. Brought yeah. him into it, you know. If they'd have done that, if they'd have made it a true, like, star-studded stable, the Aces and Eight storyline could have not only lasted longer, but would have been a lot better for it. And then, like, you could have had people like Jeff Hardy fighting them. Jeff Jeff Hardy. Yeah, but again, they, like, they had no idea what the fuck they were doing at the time. You know, the writing was just so bad. It was was amazing that this storyline even took off at all. And, you know, because you had people there, like, you know, that just, what are you, you're not doing anything with this guy. He's fucking awesome. You're not doing anything. Yeah. You know, there was so many people in there like that. Like, Yeah, like it would be Bully Ray and then occasionally Devon and Mr. Anderson and then Doc, who was Luke Gallows, and then everyone else was barely featured at all. And then half the stable was let go because of budget cuts, yeah. and then it all went well, you take, like, there. Mr. Anderson was there, but, you know, was he able to do his thing? Like, Not really. You know, like, you know, what made him great in WWE when he was Kennedy was his mic skills. Mm. And you didn't see that at all. He was just like a kind of in-the-background enforcer guy that, you know, really didn't have any part in the storyline. He should have had a part in the storyline. They should have given him more of a fucking part instead of just doing some goddamn legwork. And that's all anybody did in that shit but Bully Ray. The only one you concentrated on was Bully Ray because he was the only one that was fucking saying or doing anything. Yeah. Everybody else was just a bunch of guys lying in the fucking ring. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
But I hope TNA does really well with this whole opportunity they've got. I hope it does, too. I honestly, I've always hoped for TNA to do well. I'm like, please, keep doing well so that there's something out there besides fucking WWE. Because once that's gone, and literally all we have is WWE, it's over. (laughs) It's just (laughs) totally over. It's (laughs) going to be just as bad as it is now. Yeah. Because WWE ain't ever going to be good again. The only way it's ever going to be good again is when Vince McMahon finally drops fucking dead and somebody with half a brain in their head finally takes over and cares about the product again and cares about making it innovative and interesting again. That's I don't what know you about need. that. I, I, just, I just see, like, in the next five years, it's not going to be nearly as interesting unless they develop all these new stars really quickly because by no, then... Trust me. McMahon needs to around. go. McMahon needs to go. He's, he's well, out of touch. He's an old man now. His time has passed. He's a fucking. He's been a billionaire for years now. He doesn't have any that same thing that drove him back in the day. Does not drive him anymore. Mm-hmm. You need that. You need that drive. You need that that sense of like wanting to compete and 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 give the public something new. I just give like the public something now, like a, a rebirth. Parts. Yeah. WWE just, needs to go through its own fucking renaissance. You know. Yeah. Well, you know, I just feel like uh, five years from now, they're not going to be able to call on all these old stars. The Undertaker probably won't be wrestling anymore. The Rock, uh, Stone Cold, and Goldberg won't be able to come back. They'll probably be too old. And uh, well, What a fucking sad state of affairs when you have to do that shit anyway. Well, I know. I'm just saying that it's going I've to be... I've never liked that better. crap. I'm like, the fact that you have to friggin' rely on stars from the past to show yeah, up at WrestleMania now, to make fucking even... WrestleMania worth seeing. It's just five years it's from now, you'll be able to call on those guys anyway, so they're going to be... Screwed. You won't be able to anyway, yeah. But, I mean, they'll call on guys that are fucking, like, around now, That, but then they're going to be, you know, partial retirement kind of shit. Like, John Cena, I'm sure, will still be full-time five years from now. Yeah, I mean, if, if you look at the way WWE is going and the way it's practiced its shit, you know, you're going to be looking at in 10 years from now, 15 years from now, you're going to have fucking Cena coming back for every WrestleMania to be in the main event. Probably, you know, yeah. which is so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> it's so like, why are you fucking having people that don't wrestle here anymore come back? You know, it's are you, your your current talent is that pathetic where we have to, in order to get people to still order WrestleMania, you got to like, we well, we got to bring back fucking The Rock. We've got to dish out. We like got to bring back the fucking Undertaker. Forty something. Yeah. I mean, what does that tell you, you know? It tells yeah. you that you don't have any good talent. You're not grooming them pr- well, correctly. They have good talent. It's just they're not utilizing that talent correctly. Well, that's, yeah, and that's something that TNA, of course, goes through as well. Yeah. But what made, what made these great stars of the past great? What made them great? The fact that they were given a hell of a lot more creative freedom and breathing room and they were able to develop their characters and all of this. You know, it, it, today's stars aren't given any of those choices. Mm-hmm. You know, they're literally reading off fucking cue cards and they're literally just going with the flow. And nobody has any real, the wrestlers don't I have any the talent. Writing their own talent has no power anymore. They have no power. It's like the difference between the first Star Wars movies that came out 30 years ago where, you know, like Harrison Ford could make some decisions about the lines he was going to fucking say that he thought would, you know, help the character and help the story and all that kind of shit. And, you know, then you look at the garbage fucking things that came out in the early 2000s, those fucking prequel movies were fucking horrible because it was just 
they were just taught, you know, you, you stand there, you sit there, and you do this, and you do that, and shut the fuck up. No input from the talent. Yeah. You need that. Wrestling needs input from the talent. The talent is as fucking important to the, to the whole equation as these stupid fucking writers in suits that don't know shit about the sport or about yeah. its past or its legacy or anything. You know, they need to get back to that. Wrestling in general needs to get back to that. Stop making it, writing it like it's a fucking sitcom. It's not. It's something different. Recognize that. Well, they put that. out a laugh track, and I think that would make it hilarious because it would be so bad you'd want to laugh at it. They might as well. <laughs> they might as well, except, uh, how could you realistically make anybody laugh at this crap? Oh, God. Weak, I mean, maybe. But. They should put a laugh track version of Raw on the network. And I think that they would break one million subscribers. <laughs> yeah. No. Hey, just look at how how much they've dropped the ball with so much talent. CM Punk, Daniel Bryan. You know, just, these are the guys that should have been the next generation, the new top stars of this Fed. You don't need fucking The Rock to come back to fucking WrestleMania when you've got goddamn CM Punk and Daniel Bryan in the fucking. Well, they're skipping this whole generation and they're waiting for the next one now because those guys are in their minds, too old to be developed. People How the age. fuck are they too old? Have CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, they're in the prime of their lives, for Christ's sake. I know, but I, I'm just saying, like, most wrestlers their age, they're just waiting it out. Like, they're not going to sign AJ Styles or Chris Daniels or Kazarian and develop them because they're considered to be too old. So they're going to sit out and wait for the next group of people to come along. Yeah, but they're not too old. That's the thing. They they well, are. No, it's just they're thinking. Jesus Christ! Oh, when when all these guys old, back, oh, you, yeah, you go back to the fucking like the the early ni- late eighties, early nineties. You know, Hogan and Savage and all the Flair for Christ's sake. You know, these guys were forty plus when they were hitting their fucking creative peaks. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's the wrestling business. You don't get really good until you're fucking like forty years old. <laughs> you know, you haven't really figured it out until then. Yeah. You know, and they don't realize that anymore. Now it's almost this kind of MTV sort of fucking look at it. Well, Jesus Christ, as soon as they're 25, they can't be a BJ on MTV anymore. They're too old now. You know, they're out of touch and they're relevant and bullshit. Oh, but they're good enough to bring back to WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they try to figure this shit out. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, did you hear that CM Punk's in UFC now? Mm hmm. Yeah. How do you think that's going to go for him? I, I honestly don't know. I think he might do all right. I think that's probably all he's going to do is all right. Yeah. He's a wrestler. I mean, he's never been in this is real fighting, you know, dude. You know, like, it's yeah. a little bit of a different, different ball game. I feel like he, I think he does have some BJJ experience and stuff. Like he could be successful. I just don't think he'd be like a world champion or anything. I don't know. I mean, probably not. Yeah, I don't know. If I mean, I don't. I'm not enough. sure why he's doing it anyway. But uh, if I was him, I'd just grab the money I made from WWE, sit back, write a book or two, and enjoy life. <laughs> yeah, like a tell-all book or something, because that would probably sell a couple million copies, or a couple hundred thousand at least. I admire the guy, though. I read about his. Uh, you know, I read an interview uh, on Bleacher Report with him or something about the whole. You know, he's very candid about what happened with WWE. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, he's not excessively bitter or anything like that. He's just like, man, here's how shit went down. And he had a lot of creative, he had a lot of integrity, you know? 
Mm-hmm. He had principles, um, sort of. So did the Ultimate Warrior. You know, kind of left in the, you know the same way. Kind of left where he was kind of on top and all that. And but the difference between the Warrior and him was that you know CM Punk isn't nearly as nuts. So <laughs> you know, but it's kind of the same story. You know, like he just had integrity that meant more to him than the fucking possible money and paycheck and shit that was going to keep coming. But for him to continually be misused and overlooked and everything like that, mm-hmm. he had he had a lot of ideas that would have that he felt would have made you know the WrestleMania main events better that all that kind of stuff and. But they wanted they to rely just, on their creative writing he, people. And, you know, it was the same old shit that you hear so much with McMahon and everything. Like you know, he was listened to with a oh yeah 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 okay yeah 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 that that sounds good yeah that sounds good and then when it comes time to pass, nope. Yeah. Nothing's happening. And he's not getting that phone call that he's waiting for saying, yeah, yeah, we're ready to do this thing that you suggested. And they're going to do their own stupid shit and, you know, just wasting the guy as a talent. Yeah. Where he had a fuck ton of potential still left in him. Yeah. He could have gone, gone so many different places, you know. He could have friggin' changed... Uh, and talented enough on the mic and everything like that where he could have changed... Uh, you know, his basic personality a few times. He could have gone through a few metamorphoses over time if he'd have been given the chance. This guy had a lot of potential, as a, but the, they don't seem to give a shit about that anymore. You know, they don't. They really don't. Yeah. Just but muscles and muscles and shit. That's all I care about. I feel like I feel like five years from now, ten years from now, they like WrestleMania draws eighty thousand people. I think they're going to struggle to draw fifty. And it'll just keep going down from there unless something changes. Yeah. I just, I feel like they'll go from the football stadiums to the baseball diamonds, and then they'll move down another level. And and when WrestleMania starts not selling out, I mean, that, that should be a pretty clear indication that you should change something. And I think they're going to keep going until that starts happening. Mm, possibly. It's hard to, it's hard to tell. A lot of people say that, you know, well, pro wrestling is dying out and its popularity is waning from years past. I think that's true to a real degree uh, as far as the people that just, you know, people like me that are just like, eh, you know, it used to be a hell of a lot fucking better and a hell of a lot more realistic and uh, the mystique was still there. And, uh, you know, of course, McMahon ruined that by uh, exposing the business and everything that he did and, and shit, and now you know when people talk about the the match the other night, or they talk about Raw, or they talk about anything, it's not talking about how great this match was, or how you know how well their favorite character is doing. People are talking about it from a business sort of you know way to look at things. Of well, I think that they should have done this, and this would have been more of a you know people are talking about it that way. Yeah. You know, it's the way people think about wrestling now. They think about, like, it's a show and we're all just critiquing how they did the show. Rather than, hey, you know, my favorite wrestler, he kicked fucking ass the other night. You see when he fucking nailed him with that fucking chair? Like, oh, man, my guy's such a fucking kick-ass. You know, that's how it used to be. You know, you used to be like a fan rooting for your favorite fighter. Now it's... Everybody's kind of looking at it like, okay, it's a cartoon show. How well did they do? 
well, they should have done this and they should have done that, and you know, we're all just armchair writers now. Yeah, and I'm I'm guilty of that. I mean, I'm getting a business degree, so I do tend to look at things that way. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, a lot of people are guilty of that, myself included. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just it's the natural response to the way it is now. Yeah. You know, so it's just it's just something different now. It's not what it used to be. And, and you know, if you like remember what it used to be, and you you miss that, and you find it. It feels like it's only the older talents who can really get people to feel that way again. Like when, like if Shawn Michaels were to come back, people would probably revert to that. Oh my goodness, look at Shawn Michaels! He kicks so much ass tonight, sort of feeling. Well, if you say like, say next year's WrestleMania, they bring Shawn Michaels back for the main event. They're doing that because they're getting all of those Attitude Era fans to fucking order the pay-per-view. And show up. Now their, their, interest is, their interest is peaked. Yeah, that's what yeah. that whole stupid Undertaker, you know, streak bullshit was about. Just, just keep these fucking old-time fans coming back, coming back and paying the fucking money just so they can see the Undertaker kick another asshole's butt. <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's very calculated, you know. It's, it's a money thing. It's, it's all it's about. Uh, now Brock Lesnar's beaten The Undertaker, and Brock Lesnar's probably going to leave after WrestleMania this year, so that's another drawing card gone. Yeah. Is, like, what do they have to bring those fans in anymore? They're shooting themselves in the foot, almost. And as these talents get older, you know, they can't keep bringing them back. No, they can't, because they're not going to keep coming back forever. Yeah. You know? Invited or not, they're just going to say, oh, you know what? I mean, there's got to come a time where even they got to say, like, like, you take The Rock. He's got to, like, look, I've come back for, like, nine WrestleManias now. Find something to do, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Find, your next, find your next big star. <laughs> yeah. And then maybe I'll come back and fight. And maybe, maybe somebody that people actually like instead of fucking Cena, you know? Like, people like Paul Hogan. People Steve. like The Rock. People like Steve Austin. Anybody with a fucking brain in their head does not like John Cena. So, you know, if you're beyond 10 years old, you know, you, you probably don't like the guy. It's, I don't like him. I've never seen a fucking thing in him. I can't stand his look, the way he looks. I can't stand his fucking, you know, the whole wigger thing. I'm like, the whole Jesus what Christ. thing? Yeah. Wigger, wigger. It means, you know, don't make me say what it means because, you know, I don't know what it means, and maybe I don't want to know, judging by your reaction. So Figure it out. <laughs> okay. All right. Here we go. Oh, uh, let's move on, then, shall we? Um, <laughs> um, I, didn't create the, I didn't create the term, but it does apply, okay? <laughs> uh, yeah, but anyway, like, I... I, I hate I, the I, guy. He's a dick. He's a... Like, he's... <laughs> You're an uninteresting fucking, you know, main character. You, you are not the fucking Rock. You are not fucking Steve Austin. Like, there's nothing cool about you. You're not fucking cool. You're just this douchebag who keeps winning and winning and winning and winning. And, yeah. You know, like the saying goes, I've seen enough. <laughs> like when uh, CM Punk said, you are what you hate. You have become the New York Yankees. Absolutely, and it's been going on all too long. Like, why did they finger this guy as as the golden boy? Whatever, is he blowing Pat Patterson? Is that what's going on? Come on! <laughs> oh my goodness! 
I have no idea. Uh, but I, I hope something changes because it would be nice to see something interesting happen there for once in a blue moon. I mean, yeah. I hope NAL keep doing better. I think New Japan's coming to the States more through their Ring of Honor thing that they've got going on. So we'll see where that Which goes. Which is cool, yeah. I mean, fuck, Japan wrestling is still Japan wrestling. It's still wrestling. It's so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People still revere wrestling there. It's it's still a very big deal. It never got stupid. Yeah. You know? It never got stupid. They just they kept it how it was. And, it's, hey, this is a formula that's been working for 50 years. We're not going to change it. Mm-hmm. It's still, yeah. you know, looked at as being something just... It, and the audience, you know, they just sit there and watch, you know, and they're into it. You know, it's, like, really cool. And that freaks people out. Like, some wrestlers, you know, American wrestlers that go over there now, they come out, okay, the fucking audience was just so quiet and everything. Yeah, because to them, they're watching a contest. Uh-huh. You know? It's very respectful. Yeah. They, like, yeah. old boxing matches used to be and shit. You know, people cheered when shit happened and stuff. And like, the like they do in... Down or something. Yeah, it isn't about just standing there like a fucking idiot waving your sign for the camera. <laughs> yeah, like at the beginning of the show, raise your signs, everyone. We're going to pan the crowd. Go crazy. Oh, Jesus Christ. I saw Monday Night Raw live once, and that was back in the day, too. That was back in the Attitude Era. And I was there, and it was in Lake Placid, and it was, like, very small. Not many people went there because Lake Pl- people in Lake Placid sucked. So they you, don't go to anything. You were there live. I was there. And uh, that's when exactly what happened. McMahon comes out, and he just fucking basically instructs everybody to, like, everybody was given signs. And he's like, hold those signs up and all that kind of shit. And it was fucking like nobody was there. Like, you know, it was like everybody was just crowded into, like, the first, like, 10, 11 rows maybe. So there was like five and then the rest, there. and the rest of the whole fucking arena was empty. I'm like, you're gonna have to do some tricky camera work to make this look like people actually showed up for this fucking. So thing. like a TNA house show. <laughs> yeah, it was a bad raw. <laughs> I don't. I, was this but it was going, the early '90s then, with the, the like the saxophone and the theme song and all that old stuff. No, it was the late '90s. It was. It was. This was, was like '98. It was '98, '99. Yeah, it was like Steve Austin era. You know, Attitude era. Wow, okay. But it was I, just like... I don't think they so, ever came back, though, <laughs> judging by yeah. that turnout. Oh, no, no, no. They never went back to Lake Placid. Lake Placid was a shit town. It was a fucking town. Everybody there cares about the Winter Olympics. That's it. You know, nobody cared about wrestling. Sounds like Canada. <laughs> oh, well, not that it's shit. <laughs> people care about the Olympics <laughs> and hockey, and that's about it. For the most part. Like in the States, every town has a, a football team. In Canada, every town has like 10 hockey teams. <laughs> it's just how it works up here. Yeah. Unless you're summer off and then you love the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Sometimes I'm like, how do you even know about the NFL? <laughs> <laughs> well, the Super Bowl airs up here, too, shockingly enough. We have we have NBC here. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, the NFL is the NFL. It's just like, Christ, there's a lot of football fans on, like, I'm a casual enough football fan. Um, but I just, 
you know, of all the sports out there, it's like, yeah, NFL, it's the no-fun league, you know. It's just, it's such bullshit. It's such bullshit. There's so many stupid bullshit rules and regulations. They care it's nothing not about as, the fans or what the fans not want. not as boring as baseball. <laughs> I, I'm baseball. not talking boring. I'm just talking about it's, there's a lot of bullshit. It's just like you can't flip somebody off. Oh, you're $10,000 fine, and you're, you're going to be Well, they make a million dollars a year minimum, so, I mean, they could flip someone off, like, what, a hundred times? Well, they could, yes. <laughs> you know, but then for the longest time, you know, it was like back in the day, it was always like a tradition. Like, you made a touchdown, you danced in the end zone. Like, oh, I can't do that anymore. Why? Yeah. Well, it's uh, it's uh, bad sportsmanship, and it's so he's just celebrating getting a touchdown. That's all he's doing, and the fans are eating it up. They love it. And uh, so yeah. he's having fun. The fans are having fun. It's a goddamn game. Supposedly, it's about having fun. What is the fucking problem here? Why do we have to make fucking regulations about this? The guy's just <laughs> dancing because he got a touchdown. Yeah. Let him have the moment. <laughs> you yeah, know? exactly. It's like when The Rock goes to do the people. I can just imagine, like, a, I can just imagine one of these football players sitting around, you know, in 30, 40 years as old men thinking about back on their, yeah. That was the most magical moment of my life. If only I could have danced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Leave awesome. these people the fuck alone, you know? The no fun league. It's the fucking no fun league. And of course, just like WWE fans, NFL fans don't give a shit. They don't care. All these stupid bullshit restrictions and regulations of the pass down keep every more fucking a few more every year. And you know, we don't care, we don't care, we don't care. I care. I, it just makes it fucking just like, uh, give me baseball, okay? Give me baseball where these motherfuckers can walk around with beards down to the fucking floor. You know, they can get in the fights. You know, just leave them the fuck alone. <laughs> I've always found baseball to be really boring. I, I can't watch it. Well, I guess you would because being, you know, a Canadian and growing up, you know, hockey being the major sport where it's just nonstop fucking action. Well, I never you know, played something hockey. where... Something that has a lot of standing around going on must really bore the fuck out of you. I can get well, that. Well, I've never really watched hockey either, to be honest with you. So, <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm I'm very, yeah, people like me are very few and far between in Canada. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, you know, I always liked hockey. I always liked baseball, football, you know, yeah, sort of. Yeah. But. Not and basketball showing up your ass. That shit's fixed. It's been fixed for fucking you know forty years. Fuck basketball. Yeah. There's nothing exciting about it to me either. Dribble, dribble, dunk. Dribble, dribble, dunk. Dribble, dribble, dunk. Look at the scores for Christ's sake. You know, 175 to 142. <laughs> Boy, what a riveting game. How many close calls were there? Everybody <laughs> scores all the time. <laughs> yeah. How can you possibly be that emotionally invested in a game where there's a score every fucking 70 seconds? <laughs> yeah. And don't they have to reset after every dunk or whatever? Like, don't they have to all go back to the middle and start again? Pretty oh, much, I, yeah. I mean, I, it's yeah. just... And they're all seven feet tall. I mean, like, where's the challenge here for these guys? You know, putting that thing in the fucking net to them is like, Christ, me, you know, hitting the toilet when I piss. 
There's no fucking challenge to these. They're seven-foot human beings. You ever seen a seven-foot guy? It's Still pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Like, no, it's like, yeah, wow, yeah, this guy can fucking, he can hunt fucking geese with a fucking rake. You know? Like, it's... Yeah. I yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, just, I just hope that, yeah. I, I uh, just to wrap things up, I mean, I guess, like, yeah, WWE, TNA, hopefully things will get better in 2015. I don't know. Don't have that much hope for WWE. Somehow I still have hope for TNA. <laughs> I don't know how. After all the times they've screwed up, but, yeah. I got about as much hope for this shit as I have for Fed Wars. <laughs> <laughs> and how much is that? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, you know it's going to remain alive and shit, but just eh, not thrive. You know how good it's going to be. I you know it's just yeah. I guess we'll find out though. <laughs> yeah, I mean you know it's the game is uh, shrunk in a lot of ways. I guess. Yeah, I mean, if I see something intriguing or if someone wants to do something with me like that's that I find intriguing, I definitely do it. It's just I'm not motivated at the moment to do the whole e-fetting wrestling thing. Yeah. I mean, I logically, I just feel like Dylan Erickson is done with wrestling. He's got so much money he doesn't know what to do with. So... I mean, what's the point of being in the business for him? Yeah, true enough. But yeah. it's always, you can always justify it with, well, ego, you know? Yeah. He's got to show up to his thing. That the son of a bitch, I'm going to kick his ass once and for all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's where yeah. I'm at. I'm trying to, like, reinvent myself, like I said, and do something new and different. The forgotten one, P.T. Merciless. Speaking of P.T. Merciless, he's had so many nicknames throughout the years, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> Not reminds that, me of that really. Reminds me of that scene in Rocky Four when Apollo goes to fight Drago and the guy spends about a minute rhyming off all of his nicknames. <laughs> I mean, like, I remember yeah. like, <laughs> uh, yeah, seriously. <laughs> oh, I haven't had that many. I haven't used a nickname for PT in a long time. No, he kind of grew beyond nicknames. Like he doesn't really need it. Just over the years, like there's just been so many different ones with every reboot, every different fed. <laughs> the master of disaster, PT Merciless. I don't think you've used that one yet. No, I don't think I ever <laughs> had that. <laughs> no, I, I don't think you have either. But, yeah. That wouldn't I, be I, very original anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I feel like if something interesting comes along, like an ROW-esque kind of thing, then I would be interested. But if it's just a standard wrestling promotion, like I've gotten several recruiting emails, and I just ignore them because I'm not interested. So, I mean. I think that maybe like that, like, say like that new one that just came out of No Limit Wrestling, it's brand new, um, has a lot of potential, and you know, you could go in there and like, okay, this is a new fed, 
you know, and again, you know, it's only a like 2,000 word, you know, cap kind of thing. You wouldn't be expected to crank out these epic long fucking things. Yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe try your hand at that. And it's, it's a new place with a new story, and who knows what's going to happen here, you know? Who knows what's going to happen here? Yeah, I guess we'll just have to see. I mean, I'm I'm not sure, to be honest, what, see what's next for uh, Dylan Erickson. But I don't know. I still feel like he needs to retire with a bang or something. But we'll see. Yeah, well, that's what I kind of want to do with my characters, you know, like P.T. anyway. I think he deserves a good ending to his story. Yeah. Um, Which I've been trying to get there with this feud with Rob for quite a while. Yeah, Um, working on it. Slowly getting there. Slowly getting there, and probably we'll bring him back to RSW to have that one last run and have him finally, you know, have his ultimate conclusion happen. Yeah. Um... So, uh, who knows? So, maybe. Yeah. We'll see. But, anyway, it was good talking to you again. Good to be on the show. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, we did, uh, you know, it's been a while since we've done the show, so it's about time, I thought. <laughs> yeah. But uh, if you want to post a thread on the discussion board, that would be awesome, like with the link and everything. I, I guess we could do that, you know, and maybe a few people would listen. <laughs> yeah, some people tend to listen to these things. <laughs> so, if you're listening and you've made it this far, thanks for listening and putting up with us for the last two hours. And, uh, yeah, yep. <laughs> this has been Dylan yeah. Erickson and PT Merciless. Uh, so, yeah, thanks, uh, thanks again for the invite, Pete, and, uh, yeah, talk to you again soon. All right, man. Take it easy and uh, stay in school. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Take it easy. Yeah. Yep. See you. Later. Bye. Night, everyone. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.